This is the IDP After Show. It's rookie season. Mock drafts are in full swing. And today we are talking about the IDPs in the 2023 NFL Draft. I'm Josh Raymer, the host for today on the IDP After Show, joined by Kyle Bellyfuel of Football Guys. We are looking at his two rounds, IDP-only rookie mock draft. And Kyle, let's start off right at the 101, a bit of a surprise with Drew Sanders, the Arkansas linebacker, going over the presumed first defensive player off the board in the NFL draft, Will Anderson. What was your thoughts when your colleague Aaron took Drew Sanders at the 101. Oh yeah, it's, it's super interesting because you know the the thought is it, Will Anderson is such a you know and a big time NFL premier prospect and he's a premier IDP prospect and he is looked at as number one overall IDP asset edge and overall and um, I think it's super interesting Aaron decided to go Sanders uh, knowing Aaron I know he's a big Drew Sanders fan. And uh, me and you were actually just uh, DMing yesterday talking about how Sanders is rising. You know, um, he is the odds-on favorite to be the first linebacker off the board currently. Um, and he's getting that first-round buzz. And um, he sounds like if there is, as it sits right now, he he is the likely linebacker to possibly get a back end of the first-round capital. So um, it's interesting. Uh, Aaron went Sanders there. He's getting his guy. He's got the first pick. And if he wants him, he's got to take him right away. Um, I tend to lean towards... Anderson, I like those premier edge assets. Um, you know, they 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 hold up, you know, longevity-wise, value-wise, they hold up longer. And um, so I, I mean Anderson's my guy, but I understand where Aaron's coming from and he explains it in his um analysis of the pick. Yeah, it makes sense that if this if Drew Sanders is his guy, he only he's not gonna be there when he gets to pick again. Right. It's mm-hmm. six guys in this mock draft. You all each had two picks per round, two total rounds. You can check it out, footballguys.com. And so I get it. If you're sitting there at the 101, you know Sanders is not going to make it back to you for your next pick. If, Like you said, if you want to get your guy, I get it. And obviously, Drew Sanders is in the conversation as the LB1 in this class. I know Adam has gone back and forth on our show. Is Sanders his LB1? Is it Jack Campbell? We know Bobby's a big Dayon Henley guy. We'll talk more about him a little later. But for me, Will Anderson is the pick there at 101. Uh, Obviously, if you are in a tackle-heavy league, maybe that pushes you more towards linebacker. But even in a tackle-heavy league, it's still Anderson for me uh, because of the longevity, like you mentioned, of these edge rushers. These guys are going to have a longer shelf life in the NFL. Now, we'll say they typically take longer to develop. So if Mm -hmm. you're a contender and you want to be able to plug in what you think can be a three-down linebacker who can be productive right out the gate for your team, okay, I I get it. But again, Dynasty, I'm still going Anderson because of that longevity. You're going to have, you know, potentially six to eight to maybe even ten years of this guy's career and also it's a premium position which means for me less replaceable so i would have gone with will anderson at the 101 but i understand the argument for drew sanders there Uh, let's look at the first round in general kyle because this was something that i think speaks to what i've been hearing about this draft which is very strong dl 
kind of edge D tackle class. Some interesting linebackers, three to four guys that we feel good about. The safety class is very weak, and we see that show up here in this first round mock. It is DL dominated. Eight DL, so edge rusher, D tackle, three linebackers, one safety. Did this surprise you at all? Uh, no, I, 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 this is kind of what I expected, um, you know, being it is such a strong edge class. Um, it is just, there, there's a lot of good players and they, they come in all different shapes and sizes and, and um, the, the super talented group and the linebackers, um, you know, from the beginning of the, I guess, once the season, you know, the NFL season, fantasy season ended and you transitioned into rookie season here, you, you kind of heard these top three guys talked about the most, um, Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson, Jack Campbell. It's kind of formed a tier, like you said, a tier of three guys there. And, and uh, Deion Henley was somebody we're going to talk about here in a little, spoiler alert, talk about in a little while. Um, he, he's kind of, you know, emerging up there too. But the linebacker group in general is, um, it's going to require a lot of projection, I think. And, and like anything, um, you know, the NFL draft's going to help shape that group a little more. Um, as we get more information, what they feel about them, but uh, the edge group's strong, and um, you know, and then you sprinkle in the defense tackles um, along with them with Carter and Brissy and Kalijah Kansi. Um, the DL is, is a really strong group, so it's about about what I was expecting to see. Yeah, so let's uh, kind of give the recap here. And again, you can check this out, footballguys.com. Drew Sanders at 101, Anderson at the 102. Then we get a run of three edge rushers in Murphy, Wilson, and Van Ness. And then a couple linebackers come off the board, Jack Campbell, Trenton Simpson, and then our first D tackle at the 108, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Then it goes Nolan Smith, Brian Brissy, Kalijah Kansi, and then Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama, is the only DB taken in the first round of this mock at the 112. Kyle, let me ask you this, because we've been debating, do we think that Will Anderson goes first round of mixed offensive and defensive rookie drafts. What's your take? And do you think if it is Anderson in the first, is there any other IDP that you can make a case for or that you think will be taken in the first round of rookie drafts? Um, I think it, there's a chance Anderson could go back into the first. Um, there really is. I you think we have to see how this like wide receiver class shakes out. Um, NFL wise where they go capital wise landing spot wise to see how we kind of feel about that and mixed drafts I think there's a chance Anderson does go you know the end of the first round rookies maybe early too and I do think you know if San Drew Sanders does get that that first round draft capital say he goes to Buffalo right big hole there Treyman Edmonds is gone um, we all love Terrell Bernard but if they invest um, a first round pick you know that 27th pick I believe it is in uh, in Drew Sanders say like I've seen him in a few mocks and grand they're just mocks if that happens he could vault I mean, early second, you know, I, I could see early, early second with him. It's kind of like around where maybe Devin Lloyd was going last year. You know, if you wanted to get him, you kind of had to be in that range. So I could see that. Will Anderson strikes me as the guy who could sneak into the end of the first Sanders, um, the, the early, early second. So, yeah, linebacker capital will depend. I think there is a chance, depending on how landing spots shake out for offense, you could see a Jack Campbell or a Drew Sanders sneak in yes. yep. to the back end of the first as well. I think there's a chance. Again, offense kind of depends here, but I think there's a chance that Will Anderson, if he lands in a good spot, which all those spots at the top of the draft are yeah. pretty nice to drop in a premium edge rusher, absolutely. but I think we could see him go as early as 108, 109, mm -hmm. and then I yep. could absolutely see a Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders, depending on landing spot, go at the 111, 112. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely in range from like 201 to 203. Yep. So, um, but be, I'll be it'll be fascinating to see where these guys land. There are a couple, I would say those are the three guys for me that 
the linebackers less so, but Anderson, I think the, he is landing spot proof. We talked about this mm-hmm. in the last podcast yeah. with Mike Wollert that I think regardless of where he ends up, he immediately becomes a top dynasty asset at the edge position. Those linebackers are as close to landing spot spot proof as you can get. Um, mm-hmm. I think they will be early second round picks regardless of where they land. Yeah. And if they get a really good spot, you could see them in the back of the first. But Kyle, let's talk about your picks here because you <laughs> had four selections. You went with Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson at the 103. And then you went with Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia at 109. You mentioned you like to go edge rusher there. Yeah. And in uh, the second round, Will McDonald, edge Iowa State at the 203 and then you wrapped things up at the 209 with a defensive tackle out of Northwestern whose name I am not even going to attempt <laughs> to pronounce yeah that would be Adetamiwa Adetamiwa Adeboare we're gonna there go, you go. We're gonna go with you. That. very nice <laughs> I practiced um <laughs> yeah um you know kind of where I was sitting um you know I I, like I said, I like I like to uh, invest in edge rusher, especially guys that profile well as you know guys that could be three down players like a Miles Murphy. Um, you know, I, I was sitting with the third pick. Um, Sanders went first, like we talked about, and then Sig took Will Anderson second. And Miles Murphy is my current number three overall IDP. Um, I like his profile being 6'5, 268. Um, and we didn't get to see him run or do any testing at the combine because he was dealing with the hamstring tweak. But man, on tape, I just saw his explosion and burst off the snap was what I thought was impressive. And he came out, ran a 451 or 452 at his pro day recently and showed that his, his pairing of size and athleticism is pretty, uh, pretty impressive trait wise. Um, I like his skill set um, as far as, you know, he, he's a, he's a good run defender as well as a disruptive pass rusher. So he fits a guy that could handle a good workload because you can keep him out there. You know, if he progresses like, like he projects. Um, so I, I took him at three because I like, I like his chances to be a long-term um, dynasty asset at the edge position as a guy who can hold up all three downs. Um, and then uh, I took Nolan Smith. Uh, I was uh, uh, drafted behind Sig. It was tough because uh, I kept just, getting sniped, man. Just get sniped <laughs> to <laughs> pieces. It was tough. Uh, you know, it's, it's a tough spot to be in. Sig's one of the best in the game. You know, he knows both sides of the ball extremely well, and the dude is just, you know, a genius. Um, so I was looking for Carter to slip to me. We're, we're drafting true position here. So those DTs get a boost as, you know, you want those elite guys that are difference makers. Carter has had a tough pre-draft process, but talent-wise, there's no denying how talented the guy is if he figures it out. Um, so Sig went Jalen Carter there. So I pivoted to another traits pick here with Nolan Smith. Um, he's smaller, 6'2", 238 for an edge rusher, but athletically he just was elite at the combine with that that four three nine forty forty one and a half inch vertical. I mean, just just the stellar numbers. So I mean, he has elite athleticism, which I love. And the one thing about him, he is smaller, but he plays the game with a physical edge. And you see it when he takes on pulling guards. When he, and as a run defender, he, the dude is just he gets in there and mixes it up. So I love that he does that at a smaller size. And you know, this year his numbers obviously weren't great because he got hurt with that pec injury. So there's there's I think there's more to be had there, and you can see that with his athlete athlete athleticism and um, his willingness to just mix it up in there. And I, I I'm excited about him. And the fact that we were doing this as a pre-draft mock, he's looking at a possible top 20 selection. So I like that as well. Um, so yeah, ed- edge with my first two right away. Yeah. We were talking a little bit before we got on air, Kyle, and I love IDP only setups for mock drafts, for 
best ball drafts because it is a pure distillation of how the mm-hmm. market feels about IDPs. Because a lot of times we are playing the fade IDP game when we get into these mixed drafts, yes. right? <laughs> so an IDP only, you got to put your cards on the table. You got to yep. state how you feel about certain players. There's no fading and just grabbing the guys that, you know, get faded till later in the draft. So with this IDP only rookie mock draft, though, I'm curious because these, you know, we see these uh, draft selections next to these players, but we just said probably only one, maybe two of these guys go in actual first round of mixed rookie drafts. Mm -hmm. So how do you see this tearing out here? Like you took, um, as you mentioned, Nolan Wilson at 109 and then Miles Murphy at 103. Where do those guys shake out in your mind in an actual, you know, mixed offense and IDP rookie draft? Um, I think Miles Murphy, I, I could see him. Okay, you're looking at Will Anderson goes late one, say. I could see Miles Murphy being like a late second round pick if he lands. I think he could go higher than these recent mocks are showing. He tested well. I think his his profile and his traits are just there's a lot there to like. And like I said, he just profiles as that three down guy. So I think he could really, and Tyree Wilson as well. Right. Um, I think he could be in the mix with those guys where you're not really seeing his name in there. So that's kind of why I took him as the third pick. Um, so I think you could see those guys going late two, early three, where you could see some edge guys going. Um, and I think like, uh, you know, we, we talked about Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders going um, possibly late first, early second. And Trenton Simpson is kind of a polarizing guy. You know, the more we find out about him and the more analysis we get, I'm very curious to see where he lands because after those two guys go, say, like, we're projecting here, okay, so then where does Trenton Simpson fit in? Does he go in the, the day two? Does he is does his skill set find a landing spot where we feel like he can get utilized or does he get that Isaiah Simmons kind of shadow over him where we're a little worried, this versatility, you know, I, I'm very curious with Trenton Simpson because my question is, and I've talked a little bit about this in group chats and whatnot is, does he get some shade thrown his way because of the Isaiah Simmons, not quite being what we had hoped or do teams, yes. do, do teams view Isaiah Simmons as Arizona just didn't know what to do with them? So I, I don't know, you know, like I would love to be in the room to hear teams talk about things like that and how they view Simmons, how they viewed Simmons, how they view him now. Is he just not progressing, picking it up? Is, are they worried? Do they have the same reservations with Trenton Simpson? So could Simpson end up being a steal on draft day? Um, he could be. It, could he be? He's going to be one. I'm very curious to see where Simpson goes because he could be a late two guy. You know, as far as with this linebacker class, you're looking to find some somebody that's a difference maker. And it's kind of, you know, up in the air after after the first few guys. Yeah, I think you're going to see, as we mentioned, Will Anderson in the first. I think you're going to see Sanders and Campbell in the second. I think you're going to see, I would say, Murphy, Wilson, and Van Ness probably in the second as well. And then I think from there, it'll start to vary from one league to another in terms of who is in these drafts. But if I had to peg, you know, certain guys as... The first two round locks, those are the ones that I would say for sure is Sanders, Anderson, Murphy, Wilson, Van Ness, and Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you could start to see like a Simpson sneak in there. Uh, Nolan Smith, I think, is right there on the borderline. These D tackles, mm-hmm. at least in our rookie drafts, those guys tend to go third, fourth round. Yep. So uh, safety, same thing, third, fourth round safeties, especially with this group. 
Um, so yeah, I, I'll be very curious. This is a strong edge class. So does maybe someone in the second punt on one of these guys we're talking about in the second mm-hmm. round of Van Ness, for instance, to go in the third and pick up Ojalari or a McDonald or, you know, and is that uh Anna DK Uzama? Felix Anadike Uzama. Yep. There nailed, we go. Look nailed at me. It. Nailed it. The, the Kentucky did not stop me from pronouncing <laughs> that name. Um, but yeah, could we see guys pick up offensive pieces and punt to pick up edge rushers later if this class is as deep as we think? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of my um my Will McDonald pick. Um is he's a guy that I'm if I were to punt edge, he's a guy I would look at late because, you know, the way I'm looking at Will McDonald, he's coming out of Iowa State, super productive, 34 career sacks, 40 tackles for loss, I believe. He's got the game to be make a big impact right away as a pass rusher. So, and he kind of is going to fall in that range of an edge-needy team. That's, so that's kind of the way I was looking at him. Um, I would have loved to have maybe grabbed a different position early and pivoted to Will McDonald late, but that's just not the way the board fell. Um and then just uh, just want to touch on my last pick that we can hardly pronounce, Adetamiwa yes. Adebaware. Well, Sig, yet again, sniped me, and um, he took uh, Deion Henley, who is just rising. Uh, I was just begging for him to fall. My plan when I took McDonald was to get Henley. Then I pivoted to the defensive tackle position. Um, Adetamiwa Adebaware blew up the combine. Um, he had a uh, 4 4 9 40 um, one, six, one, 10 yard split, 37 hands vertical, just, just, uh, explosive dude. And I wanted like the one thing I also wanted to do in, uh, in the pick was kind of give my thoughts on him as a player too. Uh, wrapped around the pick was I I'm drafting him pre-draft as a uh, defensive tackle. If he gets an edge designation, he's going to fall for me personally, because I think he fits best, you know, being six, two, two eighty. he doesn't quite have edge size. But the dude is super explosive and powerful, and he's just going to be a handful as like a three-tech, as a gap-penetrating defensive tackle who can get us like splash play stats in, in our true position format. So um, that was kind of my thought with that pick after I had to pivot once I was sniped by Sig once again. Yeah, thank you, Sig, for sniping Kyle <laughs> repeatedly in this draft. And, yeah, that's a big boy there. We hope that guy gets the D-tackle designation and uh, because that's going to be a lot more valuable in those true position leagues. So, now yeah. uh, let's wrap up here. Last question on the agenda is favorite values, favorite steals in the draft. And uh, let's save Henley for uh, the second part of this answer, because I'm curious if there were any other players that you really liked uh, being selected at value in this draft. Um, yeah, another linebacker I thought was a nice pick um, was Matt Montgomery took Dorian Williams late. Um, he's uh, he's a linebacker that is a sleeper that's getting some uh, getting some buzz and Mike Wallert touched on him and, and your guys' show. And if Mikey Dubs is talking about him, I'm listening. Um you know, he, he's a guy getting some steam. He's an athletic dude, productive. He fits today's game. So I like Matt grabbing him late, taking a shot there. I like Tripp's uh, J.L. Skinner pick right after I took Adam Tripp Tripp took him at the 210. Um, J.L. Skinner is a 6'4", 210 or 215-pound heat-seeking missile of a safety who is a playmaker as far as, t- as a tackler and ball production. The guy is just electric out there unfortunately had a pec injury or bicep i believe upper body injury training and we didn't get to see him at the combine but like for idp he uh he profiles as somebody who could be a difference maker as a safety and i, I like that pick for trip uh, a lot too 
Yeah, well, let's have the Henley conversation. I messaged Sig <laughs> as soon as I saw this draft. I was like, man, congrats to you on being able to grab Dayon mm-hmm. Henley at the 208 and deprive Kyle of his <laughs> precious linebacker. We know that's Bobby's guy. He has yep. been talking up Henley from the start. Yep. Before Bobby Wagner went back to Seattle, he was saying, Henley to the Seahawks, this just feels like destiny. I'm a big Dorian Williams guy. Uh, Looking at that production, Mm -hmm. I think that may be my equivalent of Mm -hmm. Henley. I've got a lot of love for the Tulane product. But let's have the Henley conversation. Great value there at 208. I think if you all did this again, maybe like a few days before the draft, Henley could be up near the top of the second, maybe even having a chance to crack that first round conversation. Absolutely. If I could do this all over again, I would have took him where I took a McDonald, to be honest, and then took the value with Edge late. I was taking McDonald, hopefully, to come on the way back to get Henley, but I should have known better with Sig draft in front of me. I think you absolutely nailed it, Josh. I think we could, when we do this post draft mock, I think we could see Henley getting late one, early two all day. Um, I, especially, I, I, I see him getting day two draft capital. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Sig absolutely sniped me there, and it's a, just absolutely crushed the value getting Henley there. That's awesome. Yeah, I think if Henley gets that landing spot, he is one of those guys that could absolutely vault up these Mm. rookie draft rankings because Campbell, Sanders, those guys feel safe. We know Mm -hmm. the Simpsons a bit of a wild card, but Henley, especially if he lands in a situation where maybe he gets tabbed as a, you know, maybe not even a three down guy right out the gate. Maybe he's playing, you know, 65 to 75 percent of the snaps. That could still be extremely valuable, and I am very interested in taking a guy like that who fits the modern NFL. But, Kyle, let's wrap up on Mm -hmm. this. Of course, you can check out Kyle's work over at footballguys.com. Give him a follow over on Twitter. This is Kyle's time to shine. We've got him coming up on the Big Nickel IDP podcast with John Macri here next week, talking linebackers, so you don't want to miss that. But, Kyle, as we wrap up, Let's go out with a bold NFL draft prediction. What do you got for me? I just want to speak this into existence. Miles Murphy to Green Bay at pick 15. I've been mocking it in every PFF mock draft I do. I took him third overall here. I took him in our football guys mock draft that just posted uh, earlier this week. We did a four-round mock. I want Miles Murphy in Green Bay. We need we need some edge rushing juice, and uh, Rashawn Gary's not going to be ready. Preston Smith's getting up there. Get us Miles Murphy. Pick 15 if he's there. Let's go. Miles Murphy, (laughs) let's make it happen. My bold prediction, Will Anderson at number four to the Colts. Love it. Uh, Let's let's make quarterback happen some other way. (laughs) Take the blue chip edge rusher and let's fly. Let's pair him up with Quiddy Pay. You got Dio coming off the bench. Let's make it happen, Colts. We will have all sorts of draft coverage coming at y'all over the next couple weeks. So make sure you stay tuned in to the IDPshow.com, the IDP show podcast, the IDP after show. Of course, check out what Kyle and the crew are doing over at footballguys.com. But we will be back with you all very soon here in this feed. And until then, y'all take care and we'll see you soon. This was the IDP after show.